lift you this morning. Hallelujah to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. 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 Let's put our hands together for the Lord. As we carefully take our seats. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of you that have been following up for the past three weeks now, I'm going to round up, and as the Lord will permit me again, we will wake it up again. Amen? We are looking at, who can tell me this great title? The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. If you know that the battle is the Lord's this morning, just wave your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Oh, I can see Brad Jerry. Stand and just wave to the church. Hallelujah. That's my son from Abuja. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That is Becky's husband, if you don't know. You have all been expecting. Hallelujah. That's the younger. You are not supposed to sit down here. Allow you to sit down here today. You just take up your Dickin Jerry. Sorry, because I have to address uh, him with, uh, with his title. Hallelujah. He's always on the acetate in Abuja. That's my son for you. What a wonderful man of God he is. You begin to see him. He's quiet, but... Uh, with great stuff. Hallelujah. 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 Let's put our hands together for him again. These are the people that are holding on. You know, sometimes you talk about the greatness of God. You talk about the things that God will do in your life. But when you hold on, when you are steadfast, sometimes you are not holding on and sometimes you are not steadfast. Sometimes you are not listening to God. Uh, I can talk of uh, Dick and Jerry this morning. When the church had a crisis, Jerry is there. When we move to another store, another place, he's there on the same acetate. We move on again with all the do-do-do-do-do-cha-cha-cha, grumbling and everything. I, I, I can talk of him that he didn't grumble. He moved there again and stands still. All because he's in tune with God to meet up. With his life partner. So that should be a testimony for you this morning. Sometimes things are happening in the church. You cannot be patient to stay. I have to move and go to another church. If you had done that, you wouldn't have met with his uh, partner. May the Lord bless you, Brother Jerry. And uh, not, that's not your seat, as I said to you. You just you know what you do in Abuja. So, yes. No, no, the wife will have to come down at a time. Amen. Ah, this is what, and you know the funniest thing? Esther Becky here is on the acetate. So he's also on the acetate there. So he cannot know about her. This one, they can't roll out you. They cannot roll out. Amen. They roll their eye in the house. So when they come here, they are on the, they are on the battlefield for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So welcome back, uh, Dick and Jerry. We are still going to introduce you at the cathedral so that people will know that young man that, uh, Sister Becky has been waiting for all this while. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. Because of time this morning, because I've been in the other place, I've been monitoring you. And uh, some of you have, have phoned Apostle. Apostle have phoned me. I say I'm still going. The Lord is not allowing me to go yet, but I'm still going. And yet I'm here. Amen. Because I have to sleep in London because of this service this morning. So the battle is the Lord. In our last part one, we looked at various weapons for which we fight our battles. 
I won't go into storytelling this morning again because you know there are various battles that we fight. Some fight battle of the mind. Some fight battle of uh, sickness. You know, if I to begin to mention it, you mention more than the battles that I even have here because we are experiencing this battle in various ways. Some fight battle of uh, barrenness and all the rest of that. And it's a battle. And it's like, Lord, when? We have a lot of questions on our hearts. But this morning, the Lord has answered your questions in Jesus' name. So we look at various weapons in which we fight our battles. Number one, the word of God, which I'm going to crown up again this morning with Jesus, the word of God. Hallelujah. When you have Jesus, you fight your battles. Amen. And yet Jesus is always with us. But we, because of uh, lack of faith or whatever I'll, I'll say, we cannot win battles. But this morning, after this message again, you have won all your battles. We need the word of God. We need faith. We need prayers for those of you that have not been following us. We need prayer. We need fasting. Those of you that are in Bible study, you will know that with fasting, Esther was able to face fasting and faith to win a battle. We need worship. Second Chronicle 2022. 20, Amen. 2020 talks about. Uh, Believing in God and believing in your prophets. And to round it off, we need the other weapon, the wisdom of God. Amen. The children of Israel, when they were asked, the spy, the, uh, 12 spies, when they were asked to go and spy the land, they had faith, they had courage. Numbers 13, 30 to 33, you can write that down to be able to encourage you if you have to go through this again. God demands our faith and we must not fear. I'm here to encourage us this morning in that area too. When the battle is fierce or reaches its peaks or peak or a dying moment, what do we do? This happened to the children of Israel. When the battle was fierce and it was tough, what did they do? In that Exodus 14, 13, the, just Pharaoh and his horses and, every, and the Red Sea was still not uh, divided. They started grumbling. May the Lord help us. But when the battle is fierce, that's the time that we should continue to pray. When the battle is fierce, that's the time that we should now step, stand upon the word of God. When the battle is fierce, that's the time that we should begin to do great and wonderful things. But I want to thank you this morning. I want to tell, you, tell us this morning that whatever battle that we might be fighting, God is in it. God is acting and is waiting for us to follow his footsteps. And that takes me to the, to the book of Proverbs chapter 1 this morning, which is my favorite scriptures. On the role of wisdom as we fight our battles. Role of wisdom as we fight our battle. Can I leave this with you this morning as well? The book of First Corinthians chapter 124 says Jesus is the wisdom of God. Jesus is who? The wisdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 124b 
say, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Amen? So I want you to have this right in your mind this morning. The role of Christ, the role of Jesus, the wisdom of God. Let's see, first of all, what the, uh, how the book of Proverbs describes Jesus, the wisdom of God. Book of Proverbs, chapter 120. Wisdom calls aloud outside. That is, Jesus is everywhere. As we fight our battles, we must not just think we are just on our own. You are not on your own. The book of Isaiah said to us that he has us right in his palm. He neither sleeps nor slumber because of us. Even if, if as a mother we will sleep, but the wisdom of God will not sleep. Amen. He neither sleeps. Sam talks about that. Psalm 121. He neither sleeps nor slumber. He has us right in his palm. So in fighting our battles, I want us to know that Jesus, the wisdom of God, if we can only take him along with us or allow him in our lives, he will fight the battles for us. Wisdom calls aloud outside. Is personified here. As she cries, she raises her voice in the open squares. Wherever we are, Jesus is there. She cries out in the chief concourses, at the opening of the gates in the city. When you are going to walk, Jesus is there. Amen? Amen. You know, sometimes you begin to fight battles when you take the bus. If somebody, you step on somebody's toe, you begin. It's a battle. Amen? But Jesus is there. What should come to your heart? How will Jesus act? When you get to walk and your friends or your boss or your people are frowning at you, your walk is not pleasing. You know it. Maybe it is true that your work is not pleasing and that's the reason why they are waiting on you. Instead of you to face the reality and tell Jesus, please help me. You continue to fight that battle. And such battle you will never win. Because you have been lazy. You have not been working well. You have been getting late to work. You understand things. But God wants you to know that he's always around you. As you fight all these battles. As long as you know that Jesus is there and you are able to Know your, yourself and your mistakes and everything. He will work it out for you. She speaks her words. How long? You simple ones. Will you love simplicity? One of the reasons why we fight battles because of our simplicity. Amen? Because of our sins. Eh, I can't be bothered. This is what I, do, I just like to do. You know, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, when you have a boss over you, are you listening to me? And then you begin to do wrong things, and then you are saying, as far as you are concerned, you lost that job. You lost that job. But the simple ones that take God so simple, eh, we are going to pray in church. When I pray, they, that man will understand. No, they don't. That is no, prayer will not do nothing. You can't continue to sin and expect grace to abound. The reason why some of us continue to fight battles and fight fighting battles is because of our sin. May the Lord help us. Say so we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. Some of us are too simple. We take things very simple. I'm not in church today. I'm not the only usher. The church is still run without me. No, God, God is not killing you yet. 
but you have used your mouth to kill yourself. That's a simple person. Simplicity. But wisdom is saying, how long will you continue in this being simple? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my word known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hands and no regard, because you disdained all my counsel and would have uh, none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when, uh, when terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a wild wind, when distress and anguish come upon you. You know the reason why we fight battles. When we are too simple. When we, when, when our lives, when we are not serious with God. But wisdom is telling us, come. Don't, don't, be, don't, don't, be, don't be too simple again. Come, do not be a fool. Come, don't be a mocker. You know, one of the Bibles, because this is another Bible I'm using this morning, he talks about fools, he talks about mockers, he talks about uh, uh, scorners, uh, uh, mockers, yes. And the first, yes, fools, and the simple, that's the word I'm looking for. People are too simple, they, they take God for granted. After all, I'm, I'm still alive. God like, can take my life. You know, some people go to that extent. So the enemy will not give you battle of sickness, of disease. When it now comes, it's like, wow. They pray for me, brethren. You have forgotten that you have used your mouth wrongly. May the Lord help us. I'm talking about the reason why some of us fight battles. We fight battles because we take our life not seriously. We take things just simple. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the way I can, I can handle my marriage. The man understands, if he doesn't understand, that's his business. He won't come here after that. I can make it. It's a women's uh, nation. A cost injunction doesn't come in anymore. Or you are the man, and then you are doing all these simple, simple things. Impoverishing yourself, impoverishing your children. Impoverishing. You know what I'm saying? You are simple. Then the enemy will now bring court case and battle. Today you are in court, tomorrow you are in court. There is no way you can face your family, no way you can face your husband. Bitterness all the time. That's why you fight battles. Then you begin to fight battle of marriage. Battle that you don't have before. You know sometimes when we take our matter to court, it's not easy again. You cannot withdraw it. It's recently that, not that I don't know, but I begin to have greater understanding. You know, even it's better not to marry than to marry sometimes. Are you listening to me? Because when you enter into it, Charlie, when this fire for fire. May the Lord help us. So wisdom, this is the work of wisdom, is everywhere. It's in the, at the airport. Wisdom is here as we are talking now. He's speaking to you, speaking to me. Because, because he's using me to speak does not mean that I'm not hearing what he's saying. Because I have my own faults and my own mistakes as well that wisdom has to correct. So that some battles that I fight, I'm not supposed to fight it. I'm supposed to just go through it. So wisdom, Jesus himself, fight our battles. Let's see the book of Judges, chapter 4. And let's see how God himself fight battles here. 
because you are looking, rounding up with the Jesus, the wisdom of God, fighting a battle. When you know that Jesus, the wisdom of God, is the one that fights your battle, then you have won already. Judges chapter 4. Look at verse 6. What does it say? What is all this tinted thing on the... I think we should take care of that. Uh Judges chapter 4. Let's look at verse 6 first. This is when the children of Israel, when you look at that book of Judges, in that Judges chapter 2, uh, 11 to 16, chapter 4, 1 to 2, chapter 10, 6 to 18, and you continue like that from chapter 1 and all the rest of it till this Judges. One of the things that you hear, I said, the children of Israel, when they sinned again, are you listening to me? The reason why we fight battle is sin. He said when Haywood, I didn't want to go back, but write it down for chapter 2. You can put it on the asset so that they can read maybe that verse 11. He said because they sinned, God gave them over to, uh, to their enemies. Chapter 4, 1 to 2. He said because of their sin, God gave them over to their enemies. Chapter 10, he said because of sin, God gave them over to their enemies. And that, let me stem on this chapter 4. He said when Haywood was dead... The children of Israel again did what? Evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Haman. The commander of his army was Caesarea, who dwelt in Harosheth, Hagoin. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and, and uh, for 20 years, he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. In this case, the children of Israel for 20 years, may we not be in bondage for, for such a year. Why are they fighting this battle for 20 years? Sin. So now go back to your life and let's begin to do research. What are the things that we have done that has caused the enemy to battle with us? Said now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidot, I call her Mrs. Lapidot, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mount of Ephraim. And The children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abnium from Kedish in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded? Hallelujah. Has not the God of Israel commanded? Go, deploy troops at Mount Tabor, take with you, 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and sons of Zebulun and against, and against you. I will deploy Caesarea, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariot. This confirms to us that God himself do what? Fight a battle. 
Once we know this, we will not fear. You know, in fighting our battle, sometimes it seems as if Jesus, where are you? He's there with us. But God was reminding uh, uh, Barak here that, look, I'm, I'm with you in this, ba- in, the, in this battle. And he said to him, take so-so amongst men and everything, but I myself am with you in this battle. If you look at that... Uh, Verse 14 again, confirming that in this battle that they are fighting, God is with them. Then the Bible said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Caesarea into our hands. And I speak to us today, whatever battle you are fighting, this is the day. As we are rounding this topic, the battle is the Lord, this is the day. I'm not hearing from Amen. Hallelujah, it's a prophecy. This is the day that the Lord is giving our enemies into our hands. I don't know what battle we might be fighting. It's a confirmation. I just want to show us scriptures that show to us that the Lord Himself is the one that fights our battle. Amen. When you look at the book of Mark, Hallelujah. When you look at the book of Mark, because the scripture is there for us as a guideline. Sometimes when we are fighting our battles, without the word of God, there is no way you can fight this battle. Amen. So in that book of Mark, Jesus began to tell them parables upon parables upon parables. And he got to, to a place where he had to sit in the boat. Hallelujah. That book of Mark, chapter 4, when you look at 35, verse 35, the wind and the, and, and, and the, and the wind obeyed Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him alone in the boat as he was. We all know this story, but just to remind us again, so that we know that whatever the storm may be, whatever the wind may be, God is in it. And he neither sleep nor slumber. And a great wind, a storm arose, and the wind beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. When the boat is getting filled, it's going to sink. Amen? Hmm. Maybe you have got to, the, to this fierce part of, of your battle. With Jesus in the boat. And the great storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in, in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him... And said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? This is what some of us are saying now. Because the battle is fierce. You know, like when the battle in, in the part one, when the battle was fierce, and David took food to his uh, brothers and sisters, uh, not to his brothers, he saw this giant, you know, going up and down, messing around. When the battle was fierce, he felt, okay, some felt like, ah, this young boy, you can do nothing. 
they took uh, Saul's armor, uh, uh, put it on David. He can't walk like that. But because the battle is the Lord, he took off the armor. <coughs> and in the midst of this fierce battle, with faith, the word of God, and boldness, he was courageous, he went and faced the Goliath, and God gave Goliath into his hand. So in this instance as well, when the battle is fierce, they were drowning. And it seems that Jesus was sleeping. I know that he would have pretended, or maybe he was really sleeping. But Jesus doesn't sleep nor slumber. Amen. And the disciples were afraid. I think it's to test their faith. And we're in this battle that is to test our faith. And it's like, can God, can God, can God, can God? That's this book of Psalm 77. I've taught it because maybe I'm going to seek another reminder. Can God? Can God give us bread in this wilderness? Can God do this? Can God do that? Can God? A lot of us are still asking questions. After this message, I want your question asking to see. Let our question ask him before God see. And they said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind. Hallelujah. The mighty hand of God rebuking the wind in this meeting this morning. And said to the sea, peace is still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? I said to us that uh, when we fear, we cannot win battles. When our faith is not strong, when we are not courageous, we cannot uh, win battles. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Can I say to us this morning, no matter how fierce our battle is, the wind and the storm, no matter how fierce they are, as the voice of Jesus, they will still obey. We must, I wrote here, we must always know that when we fight our battles, Jesus is always present. Hallelujah. Can I read the book of Luke chapter 8 as well? To hear about uh, Brother Luke's own report. No matter how fierce our battle is, God is always in control. Is it the story of the woman with the issue of blood? When the case was getting tough, the Bible said, at the touch of the hem of Jesus' garment, she was made whole. May God touch the areas of our battles this morning. And to, to round it up, when you look at the book of Second Chronicles, there's another scripture I said to us that worship is another thing that we can use to win battles. Are you fighting battles? Instead of waking up in the morning and crying and crying and crying, we have looked at the book of Psalm 27. We have also looked at the book of Psalm 91. Amen. But we are, to crown it up this morning, we are looking at, let, let's quickly go to the book of Psalm, I think Psalm 95, before we go to the Chronicles. Hallelujah. You need the word of God as you fight battles. 
without the word of God, there is no way we can fight battles. So when the battle is fierce, instead of asking, can God, can God, is this still possible? You need to get some of these psalms. I will even advise that you read the psalm all the time. In your daily worship, read Psalm 136. Amen. In your daily worship, read Psalm 103. In your daily worship, some of you say, I don't know which psalm to read. I'm giving you these psalms this morning now. The psalms to worship. Read Psalm 147. Read from what, Psalm 145 to 150. Begin to worship God in your various battles. Begin to bless Him. Say, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war. Psalm 144. And my finger for battle. We are fighting battles. Amen. I think David must have wrote this psalm when he fought battles with uh, 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 all these uh, things that come to destroy, uh, destroy the, the, the pen. Lions and the rest of that. So he must have written this psalm. He said, Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He knows God as a teacher. In the midst of his battle. That is training him to war. That is training him to do great and mighty things. Through his fingers, through his hands. And began to bless the Lord. He said, my loving kindness. And my fortress. He knows God has his fortress. So in the midst of the battle. He knows that he's his fortress. He's his loving kindness. He says, my high tower and deliverer. He knows. That is his deliverer. He knows that he's the one that fights the battle. He says, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge. He knows God as his refuge, as his fortress. He knows him as ever-present help in time of trouble. This we should know as well. Who subdues my people under me? That is his enemies. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him? Of the Son of Man, that you are mindful of him. Man is like a breath. His days are like passing shadows. He began to talk about God. He began to talk about God. Hallelujah. And when he got to that verse, he said, Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners. Whose mouth speak lying words. And those right hands is a right hand of falsehood. He also mentioned that God to deliver him from friends that are fake, fake friends. It's battle when you have fake friends around you. It's battle. They speak good in your in your present. When you get your back, they, they ruin you. They bite you. They do everything. But it is only God that is not making you to fall. Says that our son may be as plants grown up in their youths. That our daughters, this is one of my precious scriptures, we are the, the women of right destiny, may be as pillars sculpted in palace style. Said that our bands may be full. Some of us are fighting uh, battles of finance. But they began to speak here and, and talk about. Uh, our women, our men, our sons in their youth will be like a nurtured plant because the NIV speak it well. 
And our daughters like pillars carved around their palaces. If you are fighting battles, no matter how beautiful you are, you look so ugly. Hallelujah. But when God fights your battle, you become well nurtured. And you become like a well watered plant. And like pillars, bringing glory to the household of faith. This is the kind of battle that we want to fight so that we win all the time and God is glorified in our lives. That our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and thousands in our fields. When we fight battles of finance, we need to read this psalm. Hallelujah. This is your word for me. That I will have plenty. And my barns will be filled with every kind of provision. And it says here, that our oxen may be well laden, that there be no breaking in our going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. Hallelujah. When we fight battles, look at the battles that are fighting in Syria and all the rest of that. Nobody can come out. There is coffee. There is cries, a lot of cry on, the, on their streets. And he said, that there be no outcry in our streets. Happy are the people who are in such a safe, in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. When God is your Lord, then our streets will not be full of crime and all the rest of that that we are talking about. Because somebody is praying for the streets of London. Hallelujah. Somebody is praying because if you are not very careful, this word that is going everywhere, I'm praying all the time that this word doesn't come here. It's a battle. We might be looking at all these physical battles because they are not around us. We feel we can see it our fish and chips. We feel we can still get on well and all the rest of that. And things are not really happening. So we must buckle up and pray daily. Talking about worship in, a, in fighting our battles. Psalm 95. Because I just branched to that. Because it's one of the psalms that God has given me that I use for worship as well. Psalm 95. Before we go to the Chronicles to round up this morning, which is the favorite that everybody knows. In fighting our battles, let's look at what Psalm 95 says. The real LNIV, really, because I'm not having that Bible this morning, I don't anyway. A call to worship and what? Obedience. That is why I say, come. I want this asset to go faster now. Say, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Praise and worship will always help us to win our battles. Let us come before him with what? Thanksgiving. You wake up, it's not, you know, like, so, there are some battles that we fight we don't see. There are some battles that are unseen battles that we fight. Because of such battles, we must sing, we must pray, we must celebrate. We must always worship Him. He said, let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. How many of you, when you, you, you are raising children in the house and every day, they talk, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What do you want to do? You want to do more. Amen. And that is how God is to us. When we are thanking God, we are worshiping all the time. He's, he's he said our food and water will be what? We'll be blessed. Exodus 23. He said, for the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. We must worship him all the time. When we worship him all the time, he'll be acting on our behalf. Now that you are praising him, 
Look at ordinary earthly kings. When you praise them, you seem to praise them and everything. They come in their world. They come in their everything. Look at Queen Esther. Because that I can use to, to tell us. Esther chapter 5. We are yet to get there. Amen. In Bethesda here. We have done it uh, at, in, at the cathedral. When the battle was fierce, he knows that she knows that she cannot go before the presence of the king. Anyone that goes before the presence of the king without being invited will be killed. Because the king is supposed to be protected. He must send for you. We want to thank God with our own heavenly king, our father, we don't need to be sent for. Do you understand? We can just go. We are seated with him there already. We just ask anything. So why can't you praise him? So in the midst of a fierce battle, after Mordecai had spoken to Esther, Esther now took the courage and the faith and everything. He went before the presence of the king and, he, and she found favor. So if you can praise and worship the king or the king of kings, the lord of lords, all the time, you will find favor. There are battles that you are fighting that God himself will begin to act. What is it? It's always praising me. It's not bringing complaint to me. Okay, because God sees. Jehovah knows. He knows what you are going through. When you praise and worship him all the time, you wake up in the morning. The psalm writer said, early in the morning, I will wake up and place my request before him. When it's evening, Psalm 5, he said, I will come back to him again. So when you come before him in the morning, when you come back to him again, God himself will do great things. He said, in his hands, at the depth of the earth, praise him and tell him who he is. And the mountain peaks belongs to him. The seas is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come. Some of you say, I don't know how to worship. No, this is worship. Amen. Come. Let us bow down. You know, in Methodist, because I used to be a Methodist. When they sing this, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Something like that. Do you understand? Because he's God. They begin to sing it every time. Sing worship to him. Begin to fight your battle. Say, come, let us bow in worship. Let us bow before the Lord our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his factors. You know, I love the Yoruba version because that's what we sing. I'm reading those sounds. You know, you're singing it and you're reciting it and you're reciting it. God will raise psalmist. Hallelujah. When you come, it's not only Psalm 23. Uh, no, you begin to recite all the sounds. That's how they, even though they are reciting it, it, it's not meaningful to them. But those of us that have come from this scripture union background, when we are reciting it, it becomes meaningful to us. That is when you hear his voice. Don't hide in your heart. You begin to recite it. You can't recite that and go and leave the presence of God the same. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He said, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, uh-huh, go on. Do not harden your heart as you did at Meribah. As you did at there. You won't hear that and continue to sing. So when you're, you know, like, seeing, 
is one of the things that causes us not to win our battles. So when you are not singing to him, that uh, we are, when our forefathers were tested and they tried, and they tried, that they tried God, though they had seen what I did, yet they, they continued to sin. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. How many of you will speak that and speak it in songs every day and continue to recite it and still want to continue to sin? He said, when their forefathers for 40 years, God was angry with them for that generation. I said, they are a people whose heart go astray and they have not known my, my word or my work. Ways, yes. So I declare on an oath, on oath, in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. So when you know that sin is one of the things that causes you not to win battle, then the next thing you want to do, as you recite psalms like this, psalms of worship, signs of, I, I call it signs of worship and obedience. Hallelujah. So, and he began to say, so, I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. You know that God, God is loving, but yet, when you continue to sin, you cannot expect grace to abound. So, let's worship God. In worshiping him, we begin to see God's mighty hand, begin to see what God wants us to do, then we'll be able to walk according to his path. You are winning our battles in Jesus' name. So I, I now take you to, to round up this morning. When the children, when they faced war from their enemies in that book of Second Chronicles 20, they talked about five nations that came together to fight battles with them. But God raised a man of God among them. Can I speak to men in the house? Can I speak to family heads in the house, women as well in the house? Can I speak to leaders of faith in the house? Can I speak to as many of us that God has raised in leadership capacities? God wants to use us to help people to win their battles like he's doing this morning. So let us be in our position. Sometimes there is no way we can help people when we are not in our position. When we are in our position and God said you are a leader, you are a leader indeed. Don't see yourself as cockroach when God is making you to be an elephant. You continue to see yourself as cockroach, you will not make it. There is no way you can help other people. Moses was leading the children of Israel. They nearly confused him on several occasions. And I say to us, no matter what the confusion might be, you must continue to lead the people so that they can win their battles. There are various battles that people that we fight in the church. Recently, we are fighting the battle of first time. We are fighting the battle of wearing clothes. There are battles, I'm telling you the truth. Parents, have, I'm fighting different battles myself. Are you listening to me? We are fighting battles of disobedience. Why? Why can't I do this? Why? 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 All these things. We are fighting various battles. But if we stay in our position and we are telling God, help me so that I can lead these people, so that I can help these people. That's the reason why God did not play. Look, I was not born in some years ago. Mordecai said to Esther, who knows? Whether for this reason you are in the, for such a time as this, that's the reason why you are in the palace. So you must act it. So why did God bring you in this generation? Why did God not leave me in Africa and God brought me to England? Because God knows. Look at people taking opportunity of weather recently. Thank God for the weather. Yes, it was so hot. But people were taking opportunity, exposing themselves, continue to sin. They have battle of the mind. It's like, what is wrong? What is wrong with this one? Even I called my Joanna because somebody that gave the address code 
gave them black. I said, which whose person is it that gave this dress code black? And they covered themselves in black. I said, these people will have said, so that they will not say that uh, Momioma is the one that I know. No, it's not me. I know the right thing to do. Because when I went to Dubai, I, I, have, I wear my, uh, uh, what is it called? Spaghetti. Because it was serious. We have to get into the, uh, what is it called? We have to get into the shop to make sure that we cool down and go out again. It was serious that I don't want to faint. So I took off. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? So there are times that you will do, that weather does not permit you, but you don't go into excesses of it. So I called my Joanna and I said, come. I said, please, the way you dress, take off your jacket. I said, please, take off your jacket. I called two of them that were serving there. Uh, sister, let me not mention them, but uh, the two of them were there. So at the, at the cathedral. And uh, I said, she the shot that I said anyway. She I'm still Nigerian, isn't it? You know, because uh, is it, what, are you, what, what is your own slang here? Uh, do you understand? Do you understand? No, no, no. Do you understand? Or oh, somebody, that's the shah. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> that is the understand. So, um, then I called my Joanna and said, come. Please take, what's the first half? Okay, you were there. Aha. So she, I think she bought something that really, so it's only jacket that can cover. I said, take it off. I said, mom, there is no way I can. Take it off. Okay. I called the other one. That one was wearing something at least. Up to say, take it off so that take the jacket off because I don't want to. Please, they both took their jacket off. Then, like, because she didn't, because she was, I was a little exposed. The other two said, ah, It seems you are not really comfortable, you know, we are not really comfortable. I can still wear, I, I wear it and just leave the jacket on. That is training, that is di discipline. They won battle of sinning now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they were taught and they obeyed it, and then you are seeing people. They just open the breast opening, everything, just the answer I'm saying. So what I'm saying is that when you win battle of the mind, you will know it. By their fruits, you know it. Even when I was telling them, expose yourself now. No, 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 so let me use the word correctly. <laughs> you understand? Even I was telling them, try to try to uh, try to have fresh hair and wear and take off your jacket. Let me use it this way. Even I was saying, take off your jacket. They took the jacket off. They were not comfortable. That means that battle of the mind in dressing, they have won it that day. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So these are battles that we must take a position because I'm trying to tell us about how leaders lead. He said, when leaders lead, volunteers do what? They follow. Imagine when you see me on the pulpit all the time, I'm always wearing spaghetti. And my armpit is there. I'm not even shaving. And I'm raising, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can make it. And I just give it to you. You understand what I'm <laughs> May the Lord help us. I don't know how many people in this city I didn't go. I don't want to mention the name of the church. We were in this church and I was asked to come and preach. You know this Sero uh, guy or whatever they, they dance. Choreography or whatever. And this dress that people wear these days, you must be very careful if you are not very careful. The dress was up to here. The, so the, the girls have not, not won this battle in that church. They've not won the battle of worldliness because of the battle. And the, the, 
The other one was down, but this one. So what's the point of making this to be down? And that's what they were. And they came to dance the corona. We were sitting, we were, I was sitting on this side. They were like this. And the music was playing. Once they carry legs like this, they, they show it to all of us. They carry other legs. And I, I was like, am I in my right senses? Am I actually seeing what I'm seeing? I don't know how many of you went with me to this meeting. If you are in this meeting, just wait to me. I thank God for a pastor because when we finish that meeting, what happened to the church? Because I will not keep quiet. They, because it was so obvious. And these young girls, they don't know. That is what they know. But maybe the, the, the pastor came out and carried my, said, I'm afraid to tell you. But thank God for using me to tell them. If not, I would have been in that thing. Do you understand the battle that we fight? And they were dancing this dance, exposing. You can see their underwears. That's what I'm talking about. So there are demon-possessed people that has come to dance in the church. So when I took the microphone, I said, please, if you give me permission, pastor, because we have to take permission, don't go to blast people. I said, there is something I want to say about the people that came to dance this call. Because it was obvious to everybody. I said, I cannot leave this church without telling this truth. Because if I go, it will continue to be there. And I laid a landmark before I left that church. And, thank you. I laid a landmark. And it was, I said, uh, all these young ones, and you must know how to phrase it, you must tell the ghost to teach you. I said, all these young ones that came to dance, I love your dancing so much. I said, it was beautiful dance. I said, Some of, sometimes we are ignorant, but how many of us know that ignorance of the law is not an excuse? I said, the way you were really dashing it for us here, and all of us, we saw it, and I don't want us to tell lies about it. And if it's not corrected now, it will continue. It will continue in this church and you think that's the way. I said, what, what is wrong in covering the whole... I know, I know you bought it, but what is wrong in getting, uh, 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 covering yourself and dancing for us? And not to lift... Even when you know that that is the type of clothes you are wearing, and then you are lifting your leg for us to see everything. I said, it's not right. I said, God is not pleased. I said, I would like to see you full after the meeting so I can pray with you. Although they, they can't come. They were so... The second day, one of them... <laughs> When he comes, he will come, he look at me from afar. Say, no, I'm not. I'm not like that. Do you understand? So the pastor now came and said, "Mommy, I want to thank God for. I'm afraid to tell them. No, no, no. It's true. He said, "I'm afraid to tell them. No, no, no. It's true. He has to. He has to take. Uh, I don't want to lose. It's true. You don't want to lose them either. It's true. But what is done is." It's good that he said the truth. So the, the man has been looking for help. You understand? Not that he doesn't want to tell them or lose member. He's a fear. You know, a lot of us parents, we can't tell our children. Let me come to the reality. It's a battle, my dear. Are you listening to me? Our children, they are messing up. Doing, we cannot. We are afraid. It's not because for them, they will be not to lose member. It's the enemy that is causing fear. So that's why some of us have to use style. Come now, we have to do this. <laughs> you know, it's a battle that we are fighting. But God has placed us in leadership position to help us to fight this battle. How this, these people help? Because my time is gone in fighting this battle. But God just wants us to hear this. So that we can know how to help young ones. When they are going, look, 
There are young ones here that I will hug, I will encourage. I, I can tell them all. But the Lord has granted me the grace because I prayed. Solomon prayer. I said, you have a purpose for putting me as a standard of of this church. Grant me the, the, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to lead these people. It's not easy to lead people. I have to tell you, when I get home, sometimes in the midnight, I'm crying. I'm really crying. Because when God begins to show you revelation and trance, because you are praying, when you pray, when you worship, God will show you the next thing to happen. And I, the only thing, I, God will just be expecting this, it will soon, you know, and we just be praying. Because you can't need people and don't pray for them. When you pray for them, God will begin to show you the next sample, the next sample, the next sample, then you will know how to. I'm not just coming here and giving you a message, uh, the battle is the Lord. We are fighting battles. From small battles to big battles. And God said to me that we have won. Amen. This church have won. From generation to generation, we have won. In Jesus' name. So, and we are talking of, area of worship, areas of worship. And in this, there is one scripture because of time that I want to read. When they, begin, when they started fasting, praying, and God in their midst raised a prophet who prophesied. Because God had already promised them in that verse 9 that if disaster come upon them in the midst, if they fight any battle, may they stand in your presence and cry unto you in their affliction, for you will hear and save them. So standing on the word of God, and Joseph had, uh, uh, bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem Bow before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to underline your scripture there. Worshiping the Lord. It takes the leader to take the lead. We are raising our children. We don't pray at all in the house. They won't pray. Praise and worship helps in fighting battles. They are fighting battles of exams. But when they don't know how to pray, they don't know how to worship, they don't know how to cry unto the Lord, they keep on failing. It's not that they are not intelligent. They have the grace of God upon their lives. They, are, they, they have double honor. They, are, they come to church. They are believers. They are Christians. Things are supposed to be happening in their lives. And yet things are not happening. Are you listening to me? So their leader started in worshiping. And he said, Then the Lord, then the Levites of the children of Kohathites and the children of Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with Voices loud and what? High. Can I say to us in fighting battles, we need to cry. So when we come to church, we are to worship. When you are worshiping, you must be serious about it. You must be serious about it because as you are serious about it, there are battles that are won already. You don't want to come to church and go back the same. That's as, ah, when I came to church, I see that this thing is not happening again. It's because it has happened in the time of praise and worship. With one voice. Because when you wear two or three are gathered together in my name. He says there in their midst I will what? I will be. Say so. They rose early in the morning. And went out into the wilderness of, and all the rest of that. And he said hear me O Judah. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. And you shall be what? You shall be established. As leaders. 
the young ones need to look up to us. Hallelujah. And believe in us. Believe in his prophet. And you shall prosper. Believing in God and believing in his prophets. This is a very general scripture that we all know. Then up to verse 22, he said, And when he had uh, uh, cons- yes, consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of his holiness, as they went out before the army and were saved. You know, people have been appointed here. So you know your roles as choirs, choristers. Because some of you, some of us were there shopping, or we are there playing, visiting, eating Kentucky, eating all these things, enjoying the sun. You sacrifice to come and worship here. To come and prepare so that you'll be able to lead us. So you must know your role that as you are there, in your singing, you begin to, you begin to carry out with your heart that let the sick be healed in my singing this morning. You don't only prepare yourself to come and sing. You prepare yourself that when this is happening, you want to see somebody that came with walking stick. And this is real miracle. I don't like it when they call it. Come here. What has it done done for you? I don't like that miracle. Because, uh, not that I don't like, I don't like such way of uh, interviewing people. In those days, you see, as the man of God is ministry, as the choir ministry, you begin to see miracle happen in the church. Why is it not happening today? You don't want to keep on calling people, uh, stretch your leg. Stretch your, yes. Bend down. I don't, I don't like that. I don't really like it. But if God is leading people to do that, they do that. It's not to me. May the Lord forgive me if it's wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? But when you prepare yourself, like it was written here, say, praise the Lord for his mercy and just forever. That's the only thing they're, they're saying. Now, verse 22 to round it. When they began to sing and, uh, and to praise, the Lord said ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, and who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of da-da-da-da-da, killed and destroyed them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy the other. So Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness. They looked towards the multitude, and these were their dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. So praise the, the, uh, the act of praise and worship in worshiping and wisdom, the role of wisdom as well in uh, winning our battles. Let's have our head bow and our eyes closed this morning. I want you, choristers, uh, to give us great praise and worship this morning again. I know you have done wonderfully well, but I want to give you the one that will break the yoke, the one that will help to win battles, the one that will do great and mighty things. The one that will assist us to enjoy the presence of God this morning. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you to you for this great message. Lord, I've deposited the word of God into the heart of the people. They have now known from the beginning that we have been teaching these scriptures, the act of praise and worship as weapon in winning battle. The act of wisdom in winning battle. The word of God in winning battle. Uh, being courageous to win battle, faith, prayers, everything to win battle. Lord, I leave that deposit this in, the, in, in everyone's heart as we leave your presence. Even when the battle is fierce, we will always know that Jesus is always in the boat. And in the midst of this fierce battle or storm, we have won already. 
So, Father, I commit into your hand people that are having battle that is awaiting them. Because we fight both seen and unseen battle. Those that are in their battle right now, they are looking up unto you, stretching forth their faith. As they leave my presence this morning, let them come back with testimonies. Let them come back with testimonies. Let them come back with testimonies. Lord, one of the things that you have been saying to me is people that are fighting battle of finance. Battle of finance. They don't have job. Some are fighting battle of finance because of their immigration status. Some are fighting battle of finance because of uh, joblessness. Some are fighting battle of finance for various reasons. Lord, I pray this morning that you will, you will, you will show up in their lives. You will show up in their lives. By this time tomorrow, your needs are all met. Some are fighting battles of children. There is no way you can talk to their children and they listen. But the Bible said to us that we are parents. When we advise them, they will listen. But it's giving some parents tough time for children to listen to their children to listen to them. Father, I pray that you bring these children to control in the name of Jesus. Father, what happened to the prodigal son? Let it happen. After this meeting, after this message, in the name of Jesus. Let the children begin to come back. Let the children begin to come back. Children that have run away from home, let them come back. Children that are disobedient at home, let them come back. In the name of Jesus. Some are fighting battles of joblessness. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. As they go out tomorrow for job hunting. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they will receive their jobs in Jesus' name. Father, we pray this morning, O oh God, for those that are fighting battles of hatred, of hurts. Father, battle of the mind. Lord, I pray for their release in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to our We have sinned and come short of your glory. Some are fighting battles because of our sins. Lord, we pray, we lay it on your altar this morning that you forgive us all our sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. There are some battles that we did not mention this morning. Court battles. Father, we pray. People that are going to court every morning and coming back. Initially, when it all started, they thought it's very easy. But by the time they get to the peak of it, they now see that I, they, they, they now regret. I wish I had not. Let that not be our testimony. Amen. Father, we pray for such people this morning, oh God, that you go before them like a mighty warrior. Amen. And we fight the battles for them in Jesus' name. Some are fighting unknown battles. We don't know where it's coming from. From the east, from the west, from the south. Father, we pray that you raise the standard. You will fight the battle for the children of Israel as they crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh was seen at their back, but the Red Sea was divided and Pharaoh perished into the Red Sea. Let this be our testimony as well in the name of Jesus. Unseen battle, battle that we don't even know we are. Some are fighting battles of cancer. They're on the point of death. Father, I pray. In the name of, they've had news from the doctors. Lord, I pray this morning that you raise all people to life in Jesus' name. I was talking with one of them the other day, and it was just, I said, wow, even my own faith has to grow quickly so that I can be able to encourage. So, Father, I pray. People that are fighting sickness battles, Lord, I pray that we hear this morning in the name of Jesus. Once again, as we end this uh, uh, um, theme of uh, the battle is the Lord, we will continue to fight our battles. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank God this morning we'll be going to the next uh, agenda. So I call uh, Pastor Billy to take the offering and announcement.